So hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chit Chat with Navisha. Today is slightly different because it's a pre-recorded video, but I hope you enjoy it. Before we begin, let me introduce my guest speaker. My guest speaker is an experienced psychotherapist, life coach, dream analyst, international speaker, clinical hypnotherapist, corporate trainer, and an excellent spiritual healer. She is a wonderful relationship and marital counselor, international trainer for past life regression studies, and the founder and chairman of a successful running psychotherapy and healing session called Vishwas Healing Session. It is her deepest desire to extend her positive experience to the people around her and help them to uplift their souls towards the highest good. No matter what your past has been, she believes it's possible to rise above the situation and find yourself. So without further ado, I present to you Dr. Pooja Anand Sharma. Welcome, Dr. Pooja. Thank you, Lavisha, for such a beautiful introduction. And uh, it is a pleasure sharing this platform. Um, and as you are taking the initiative to create mental health awareness, which is very important nowadays, and I really appreciate your initiative. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. And it's my pleasure to have you on my show. So let's begin. I've got questions for you to answer and we can get right into it. So the first question is, what fascinates you the most about psychology? It's a very beautiful question. And um, thanks for you. Thank you for asking that. So psychology, as you know, Lavisha is a science of human mind and behavior, right? So what fascinates me is the mysteries of the subconscious mind, you know. The mysteries of subconscious mind really fascinates me. And more, uh, more than that is when I'm able to decode those mysteries and present that subconscious mysteries to the conscious mind of my client, that something is, you know, that thrills me. That fascinates me a lot. That's actually a very interesting fact. I mean, I'm glad that you brought it up. But on the other hand, I want to know what is the difficult part of being a psychologist? Elevisha, when you, when, you know, I always say that when you are so passionate about your work and when you enjoy your work, right, then there is, a, uh, there never comes a part when you feel that it is difficult. You always see that there is always a learning, there is always an opportunity. So I've always enjoyed my work as a, a you know, psychologist. So I always felt that there has been, you know, all the difficulties have been my uh, you know, opportunity to learn and to experience and to grow. So I never felt that as a, a challenge anyways, but still, as you have asked me, so I will just say that on a personal level, um, be it any profession, when you are too much into your profession and you are, you know, uh, eight to nine hours of the day, you are, you know, wearing that role of uh, what you are working. So I'm wearing, you know, I am, I am in the role of a psychologist. So you, as a psychologist, you have an analytical mindset, right? So sometimes the role of a psychologist, Lavisha, can overpower the, <laughs> overpower the other roles that is of a daughter, of a wife or, you know, everything. So in my early years of my, you know, uh, doing the, uh, this um, work when I started, my mind was very well trained because I was aware that, you know, when to wear that role and when not to wear that role, you know. So it is a, you know, that that, that is something that you should know when to differentiate. That is only, I think, the typical part. But now the mind has been trained to that. 
when to wear that role and when not to wear that role because at home with your friends they want a nurturer they don't need psychologist everywhere <laughs> so that is that is something has to be taken care i think that is in every profession i feel that's actually a very beautiful answer and at the same time i'd like to mention you were actually able to find something that you love and very passionate mm -hmm. about which turned into your career your profession yeah. and i assume you've yeah. been doing this for quite some time right yeah that that is beautiful part to it that's the reason that you'd never get tired doing what you do you can do 24 hours <laughs> but yeah again is uh, you know, it really won't matter whether you know the number of hours or any of those things won't tire you down because you just love what you do you love yeah you love doing what you want and what you really you know passionate about so it has always made me you know happy and it has always uh, you know uh, helped me grow in life that's really really nice i mean i'm happy for you that you found your line you found what you love doing and you've been doing it for yeah. years and you know yeah. i hope you continue doing what you do <laughs> i i love that yeah i i wish that everybody should really find out their passions and uh, that is how they you know actually feel the uh, satisfaction in life that's how they can do the justice with their work and professions okay so coming to the next question this is actually a situational based question so let's say a 7 year old child is not showing interest in any of our online classes because we know mm -hmm. the past 2 years the pandemic everything has gone online and everything is virtual so how can uh, is and is not showing interest in his or her online classes how can the parent show more interest uh, and if the child's wish isn't fulfilled he or she gets upset so how are parents supposed to deal with this situation because i think a lot of the parents are going through the same thing Mm. Yeah, but uh, the Risha, there are two two basic questions here, right? One is that people, uh, the students, sorry, not enjoying the online classes. That is the first question. The second question is that if the child is not understanding what the parents are saying, there are two questions. We will, Hannah, I will, I will answer in parts to it. So, if the child is not, uh, that is very very beautiful question, and that is quite a real a real problem nowadays. Uh, uh, when uh, students are not taking interest in the online classes so there are reasons to it see uh, to be honest when you are spending too much hours on the screen right it is actually very tiring it is very exhausting sometimes because there are you know so many so many massive units to absorb in the classes at the same time there is uh, uh, not a there is a kind of you know you have to sit at a one place concentrate as well as the screen is itself very you know tiring so parents have to understand this one particular aspect to it at the same time when we are talking about the kids of 7 years or say uh, till 12 years they have to be under the close monitoring of the parents so it has to be active and creative parenting uh, from the part of parents uh, which includes that you have to, you know, make your child understand that whenever he is taking online classes, he should be, you know, he should be in a habit of maintaining a diary, that is review diary, where he is making notes side by side, that will help him to remain focused. Mm -hmm. The second is, they, there should be a close monitoring that his camera should not be switched off. That will again help him to be focused in the class, right? These are two things important. But other than that, as a parent, as teachers, uh, there are 
uh, important aspects to be seen that uh, kids get enough breaks in between so that they can stretch themselves and can feel a little you know uh, active on that part at the same time parents should help them uh, with uh, uh, you know creating the good meals healthy meals in the breaks help them to you know stretch themselves a little you know fun activities in the schools or the classes should be introduced like you know 5 minutes uh, cartoon break 5 minutes storytelling uh, uh, you know aspects to it so yeah. these are certain aspects where parents and teachers have to uh, you know work hand together in yeah. hand in hand work together to help the kids to cope up Mm-hmm. at the same time for the parents i would definitely say they should work on the diet aspect of the students but particularly because to and and monitoring their screen time because too much of the screen time can you know uh, lead the child uh, um, to many other difficulties uh, in learning focus concentration so too much screen time should be you know controlled well controlled by the parents uh, say for example uh, if they have uh, you know homeworks they can give the printouts to the uh, kids uh, rather than you know uh, asking them to take it from the screen so they can take out the printouts uh, uh, it, they should refer to the ncert books or whatever the books they are you know they should make in a habit of uh, taking the books which which jo ab thoda sa chhoot raha hai unki habit they are learning it from you know everything they are uh, you know doing it online with the screen so that has to be in close monitoring with the parents that is parents who need to check with it at the same time they should help the uh, child to develop a habit of yoga and pranayam which will uh, you know uh, create uh, more oxygen to their brains help them to focus better help them to concentrate better it will also raise their spiritual question right from this age so it will really help them uh, to create a clarity of mind in the child so that is the first uh, answer as you asked me uh, again i will say it is the role of parent and teacher together mm-hmm. not only parent okay for the online classes and uh, you have asked the second question uh, can you repeat the second question again please uh if the child's uh, wish isn't fulfilled how should the parents handle these kind of situations okay so uh see uh lavisha uh, with a child a parent understand the child better he knows a parent should be able to distinguish what is the tantrum and what is the real need of the child mm-hmm. if the parent is able to understand that this is the tantrum of the child and he is just throwing the tantrum he is able to understand the best way is to ignore ignore and do not give any reaction to the child ekdam se agar hum reaction de dete hain then the behavior is reinforced because he got the attention hmm aap uski wish fulfill kare chahe na kare but he got the attention right so ignoring and not giving any um reaction to it at that time when he is throwing the tantrum give the child the space to understand that uh, where he is he has to interpret his own behavior so that space has to be given to the child for some time i am not saying that leave the child for hours no for some time give that space to him after some time pehle to yahi dhyan rakhna chahiye let the child come to you and ask mama or papa why you're not talking or let let child have that first move but if you see the child is not making the first move then 
go and ask the child when he's little calm then uh, make him understand that this can be you know explained in this way mm-hmm. right and the second point is um, i always tell all my clients you should not worry that your child is not listening to you you should worry that the child is observing you watching you so having that kind of a behavior which you want your child to inculcate which you want your child to follow so if you are living in a joint family if your children your children are very intelligent and they are very good observer what they observe it goes in their subconscious mind right so if the if he see parents not respecting their grand like a child see that parents are not respecting the grandparents so that is you know automatically inculcated in the child's mind so what behavior you want the child to inculcate you need to inculcate that behavior first you want your child to develop healthy eating habits then you should have healthy eating habits if you are into alcoholism if you are into you know clubs and things and so the child is watching you one has to guard his own behavior then child is automatically inculcating your behavior subconsciously that is quite natural so basically it's basically just the idea that the parents need to monitor their behavior because they don't realize that subconsciously the child is watching them observing them yeah. whatever yes. they do they're going to basically copy them and you know actually, do whatever actually, my parents does so child will naturally inculcate that behavior that is very important so don't worry that your child is um, not listening to you worry that your child is observing you he is watching you every minute that is a point because i guess a lot of parents would actually say that you know what uh, my child isn't listening to me like their their friends their family their relatives that you know my child is throwing tantrums and you know they don't like this they don't like that so parents actually think that parenting has become so much more difficult now than it was probably like couple years back when i think uh our parents were growing up or our grandparents were growing up yeah yeah because the awareness have raised a lot see understand and um with the raised awareness it asks for creative and active parenting as well so more you are into uh understanding of um, the needs of the child that is mental emotional physical spiritual more you are aligned with it uh less you are going to face with the tantrums and stuff from the child okay okay that's honestly a very nice reply so thank you for that coming to the next question uh as we know we've all been in this pandemic situation for the past two years or so uh and we've actually been seeing a lot of negativity around us so how are we supposed to overcome this or deal with such situations okay so this is a very frequent asked uh, uh, question and very uh, valid question in this stage of pandemic uh, lavisha and uh, you know i will simplify it in uh, four points i would say mm-hmm. see uh, to explain that i will say see a pers- person feels negative or uncertain when a system is broken right so initially there was a system understand Uh, the work working people should go to their work in the morning children should go to the you know the, the school the homemakers are doing their home task and everything and they know that okay bachche 2 baje aa jayenge ghar the working will come back at 7 so that system was there now that system has collapsed because that system has collapsed 
whenever the system is collapsed, a new system is formed. And until the new system is not formed, there is an insecurity, there is uncertainty, right? As the government has laid the guidelines, new guidelines, just say, uh, new normal. New normal is wearing the mask, maintaining a distance, hand sanitizing, right? Mm -hmm. So we are still adapting to it. Mostly we have adapted to it. Now this is, uh, so the fear has gone. Similarly, every home, every house has its own culture and system. The earlier you understand and is able to, you know, lay the new normal systems for yourself because everybody is at home under one roof working online, right? So there are new systems which have been introduced. So earlier you accept it, understand it, the reality, mm -hmm. and make the system of your own house accordingly. Mm -hmm. what to expect, what not to be expected within the family members, when it is communicated to each member of the family, then the things will be okay mm -hmm. and adjustment would be easy. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing, laying a new system, accepting and laying down a new system. That is first point. Second point I would say is flexibility of mind, which helps you uh, going in this pandemic, right? In the uh, in the situation of uncertainty, in the situation of uncertainty, your mind should be open to new learning, mm -hmm. unlearning which is not uh, which is not serving you, and learning which needs to be uh, you know uh, adapted uh, in the new uh, situation or environment. Mm -hmm. So that requires flexibility of mind. A rigid mindset will only search a problem. Because they face difficulty in accepting first of all, right? Mm -hmm. So flexibility of mind is required. The third point is um, the person should be very well focused over his health. Diet and health should be taken care of. If you have some nourished uh, um, nutrient uh, deficiency, that also creates your negative mood. So your diet needs to be well planned. The second is your good health, you know, uh, the practice, practice exercises for yoga, pranayam, aerobics, whatever suits you, any physical activity, it can be dance even, that generates good hormones, that needs to be uh, there, right? So these are, and the last would be uh, having this philosophy in mind that every problem has a seed of opportunity and solution in it. The minute you focus there, the minute your mind, you know, is focused over the solution, mm -hmm. so it, your, that, that uh, creates a lot of positive energies to you. Mm -hmm. Live one day at a time in the situation of pandemic. Take one day at a time. That really helps to create a positive mindset. So these are the four or five basic points which one should uh, keep in mind to, uh, that will help them to stay positive. That's actually really nice. I mean, you know, I'm glad that you brought this up and definitely we can go in a platform where everyone will hear this and I'm really need to hear this. Yeah. Coming to the next yeah. question, uh, when a teenager has a lot of mood swings, because I'm this is actually talking about parents who have young teenagers within their teenage years. So they have like mm -hmm. a lot of mood swings and they work accordingly. So how should a parent deal with those kind of situations? Uh, Lavisha, as I always say that, uh, you know, parenting at a different uh, age group is different. Parenting style has to be changed at different uh, stages of uh, growing up. 
So like uh, one to 12 years of uh, one to 10 years of age, the parenting styles are different. Similarly, for the teenager, the parenting style has to be different, right? We have to switch on the other parenting styles for the teenagers. Mm -hmm. So with the teenagers, I would like to uh, tell the parents that, you know, sometimes we do not realize that uh, the teenagers are going through their own challenges, their internal and external challenges already. Uh, there are hormonal changes and there are lots many other aspects also which parents might not be aware, but it is within the teenager, right? Um, so that point of time, a teenager uh, would not like to be nagged. Yes, that is first thing, which which is the mistake we mostly we parents do because, uh, you know, we are in a parenting style from one to ten. And then when the child is a teenager, we are, you know, practicing the same the same. Uh, same styles of parenting. Right. We, we switch off, switch on. Nahi kar paate. Hum log understand nahi kar paate. So nagging continues. Right. So at when your child is a teenager, the first thing you have to tell yourself is that we have to treat the person, the child as an individual. Right from the beginning, the child should be treated as an individual, as an individual. guide uh, mentoring करें, right? Mentoring का मतलब ये नहीं है कि आप अपने thoughts उसके ऊपर डाल दें और उसको उसके according चलाएं। अपने conventional thoughts या unconventional thoughts उसको अपने thoughts develop करने दें। वो आजादी होनी चाहिए, वो freedom होना चाहिए। But uh, but especially when the child is a teenager, he has to be treated as an individual, his individual space, his understanding, his liking, his disliking, and moreover. He loves to be appreciated because he needs validation. Mm -hmm. he, they, all teenagers, they search for validations, you know. Um, that's why they can relate very well to their uh, teenager friends. So if parents understand that your teenager is looking for validation, is looking for appreciation, that what he is good at, right? So you have to pick that one and have to tell him that, okay, this is something that you have done really, really good. So nagging has to be avoided. Appreciation has to be there. At the same time, uh, what mode, what parenting style should be there? It is friendly. Friendly. You should, you need, you should feel that you are friendly to, uh, to the child, not judgmental. Because they have a fear of judgment. I've heard that a mother or a father should be the best friend of his or her child. It actually Fence. does apply in this yes. sort of parenting style from teenage years onwards. Yes. Actually, actually. And how to, you know, sometimes when they reach the teenage, uh, a gap develops. How to bridge that gap? I always tell them two therapies. I always have, you know, told my clients in the session that there are two therapies with a teenager. You should, you should always practice. That is, one is telling your own story, your own life story as a teenager, how you went into, uh, how you were as a teenager, what struggles you had as a teenager, so that they can relate to you and they can understand, okay, they also went through the same problems. And um, so they can be really helped. Right. The second is, you know, telling the teenager about their childhood stories. Ch childhood stories means uh, showing them the uh, childhood pictures and then talking about it so that your teenager knows that how he has been reared by the parents. First thing. Second, he, the teenager will know 
what was his strength and weaknesses right from the beginning that will help him to have a reflection which is very important as well the third point would be giving small responsibilities to the teenager telling him that matlab ghar ki jo bhi halat hain ya jo bhi struggles rahe parents ke wo thoda thoda i'm not telling you to pressurize the teenager but to thoda thoda batana shuru kare apne ghar ke culture ke bare mein apne ghar ke halaton ke struggles ke bare mein thoda thoda teenager ko batana chahiye apne teenage bacche ko teenager ko aur responsibilities dena shuru karna chahiye us age mein so that usko lage ki bhai you know i am contributing Mm-hmm. Always use such words, you know, because of you today I have felt very good. आप थोड़ा सा कोई भी छोटा काम घर का ask him to help you. और जब वो help करता है तो tell him use these words that you know because of you I am feeling so relaxed today. I am so calm today. That will help him motivate him, you know, and build a bond bond with you know with, with, between parents and teenagers. So there are there has to be communication rounds. There should be. Um, टाइम बिटवीन पेरेंट्स ऑन द टीन एज फ्रेंडशिप भी ऐसे डिवेलप नहीं होती फ्रेंडशिप टेक्स इट ओन टाइम यू नो और अगर हम राइट फ्रॉम द चाइल्डहुड इस पॉइंट को करें तो टीन एज में कभी ऐसा प्रॉब्लम नहीं आएगा Yeah, so these are the yeah, some aspects which has to be taken care by the parents. And I guess another thing, looking at it in the teenager's perspective, they would also want to be treated like an adult, equal to their parents, yeah. equal to their older siblings if they have any. That you know, if so and so can take care of this responsibility, I can too. I am also of that age. You know, then it will give them a sort of sense of responsibility that you know what I can fulfill this. I can help mom this way. I can help dad this way. I can help my baya or anyone else in your family, your sister-in-law, whoever needs help. You know, they'll be like, oh yeah, so this this one can help me. You know, you're old enough now. You can come and take care and help me. You know, all those things. It does give, like you True. know, it does make the child that you know what I'm capable of this, yes. and all those yes. insecurities that we are he or she might be facing might some sort of like yeah. that would be like eliminating in that way that I have a sense of responsibility. I am responsible. I can take care of a lot of things. You know, I don't need to depend on mom yes. and dad like within my first ten years of growing up. That's very true, and that prepares them for their twenties as an adult. Because getting into your twenties are actually the more difficult years. Okay. Yeah. So that that you know training starts right from the beginning. Okay, so coming to the next question, uh can you tell us a little bit about your Vishwas Healing Center and what motivated you to start the center? Oh, that's a very very beautiful question for uh for making you uh you know understand Vishwas Healing Center. I have to tell you that you know I started my practice as a healer from the age of 16 as i uh, and at by the age of 18 i was a energy healing therapist mm-hmm. and according to my teachers i was the youngest first youngest uh, uh, energy master at that time and uh, you know <laughs> yeah at that point of time and you know after learning energy healing therapies my whole personality uh, changed my whole personality because i was i became more sensitive to energies as well as the emotions and uh, you know the aspects at the same time i was you know studying my psychology my studies with psychology was uh, ongoing along with my studies in the healing energy therapies so by the age of 21 when i actually completed my uh, you know i enrolled in my masters in psychology and uh, as a as a energy healing uh, therapist mm-hmm. uh, this were two important aspects you know one was psychology and spirituality so mm-hmm. i was studying that from past 5 years at that point of time with the age of 
I started Vishwas Healing Center with a vision that uh, an integrative approach towards wellness has to be introduced, especially in my country where mental health awareness is very less at that point of time. Now, because of the pandemic, there is a little rise in awareness. And in the first five years, mental health awareness but at that point of time i'm talking when i was 21 it was not there so uh, with that vision you know i started vishwasaling center that you know there this uh, an integrative mental health to issues here that should be treated with an integrative approach of psychology and spirituality mm-hmm. that was the vision which has really inspired me to start vishwasaling center that's honestly very beautiful. Like you had a vision in mind and you've gone for it. If I may ask, how many years has it been? It's been uh, running. Uh, the Like I started the journey as an energy therapist at the age of 16 now. You know? So and I experienced, if I count, is more than 15 plus years. Now 18 plus years, I would say. Oh, wow. As a psychologist and, and as a healer. So this gives a very beautiful, you know, it's a very beautiful combination, you know, the psychology and spirituality together, it, you know, it can transform a life. Yeah. And why I have a conviction, uh, Lavisha, I have a conviction uh, towards it because I have undergone that transformation as a person, as a personality. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that inspires me to heal lives further. That's beautiful. I mean, you had a vision of healing and, you know, wanting the best for the other people. And you know, that's when the journey begins. So congratulations, kudos to you and thank all you. the best for your future endorsements. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love thank so you coming so to the next question, what should someone do in the case of an anxiety attack? And are there any medications that you can suggest uh, if there are any? Okay, so I, uh, Lavisha, uh, being a psychologist, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I cannot uh, prescribe the medicines though, but I can introduce you with the therapies and, uh, you know, aspects you can uh, deal, uh, how to handle the anxiety. There are six easy steps to deal with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And through your medium, I will love to tell you that. And if anybody, wants to see that in detail then we have a youtube video on vishwas link center youtube channel here one can search that the six easy steps to reduce anxiety the first one i would say there are six steps basically the first step is whenever you are feeling anxiety there your body will tell you that you are anxious Uh, there are certain body symptoms that you have to recognize uh in yourself Uh, that is the first one would be you know the symptoms are like dry mouth uh, you can feel a heaviness over your chest. You can feel trouble in breathing. You can feel, you know, a lot of sweat. Um, heart rate can go, you know, uh, higher on a higher side. So these are certain body symptoms which will tell you that you are going to hit a anxiety. So the first step is to identify the body symptoms. The second step is leaving that space. Whenever you feel that you have hit an anxiety or you have experiencing this uh, body symptoms, leave that space immediately. The third would be sip in the glass of water. You don't have to gulp the water. You have to sip the water. You know, sipping the water will help you release the anxiety symptoms. Then the fourth point is that go out in open space. Open space means that where you can see the light and or, or feel the air, open air. 
go out that is that is the fourth step fifth step is a very important step where you can you have to count your five achievements or five most happy moments of your life count five most happy moments of your life or five achievements in your life that is the fifth step the sixth step is then after you count your five achievements or five most happy moments hug yourself like wrap your arms and hug yourself hug yourself and tell yourself thrice i am enough i am enough i am enough so these are the six easy steps to reduce anxiety and this really helps okay so coming to the next question what happens if depression is left untreated as you had mentioned in india particularly the past 2 years or so the number of depression rate has actually increased so and i'm i'm sure that a lot of people you know won't be able to so how are they supposed to deal with you know this anxiety or this depression they've been going through sitting at home so as i said that uh, you know a person has to have a bigger perspective that is how they have to simple si baat hai agar aap ek patthar ko bahut closely apni aankhon ke paas rakh lete ho that seems a very big to you very big to you and then you see you can't see beyond that stone if you have kept it very close to your eye mm-hmm. um, and if you throw it you know you keep it away it becomes the size automatically decreases and you are able to your vision is clear you can see other things so i would always say that don't you know be aware be alert about the pandemic there are certain guidelines which we have to follow but we don't need to feel fearful we don't need to be scared right and broader your perspective pandemic is not going to be forever that is one thing right and you know making your mind as i already told you you know flexibility of mindset is one thing and you know finding having that philosophy that every problem has a solution to it and only thing required is you have to broaden your perspective while dealing with it right this is how you can keep your and i have shared the six easy steps to deal with anxiety and this is how depression can be treated by keeping a uh you know broader perspective but you said that what happens if the depression is untreated that was the question right Correct. so definitely when the depression is untreated you are able to you have to face the consequences which never a person or a loved one will uh you know want to face mm-hmm. but the point is depression is untreated is not a question depression unnoticed is a problem when depression is unnoticed that becomes a problem because when once you are able to identify that there is depression solutions are to it but problem tab hoti hai jab depression ka pata hi nahi chalta insaan ko aur aapke apno ko bhi awareness nahi hoti that person is going into depression so awareness related to depression should be raised in the masses it the awareness should be there that what are the symptom of depression which needs to be identified and that uh, through your medium i will just like to elaborate on that when you see that your person your loved one or significant other you yourself feel that you are feeling disinterested lacking purpose you're feeling lot of confusion and mm-hmm. you things which you used to enjoy you are not enjoying your appetite appetite is either decreasing or increasing mm-hmm. the sleepless nights 
you know and anxiety as anxiety symptoms i have already told you if these things any uh you know uh uh 5 to 6 seconds facing these things yeah. then you would know that he or she is facing or going through depression any one will not do it's a it has to be a combination of symptoms in together and if that combination is you know more than persisting it is persisting for more than say one or two weeks then it is a time you should definitely take professional help and uh, should should be taken care of on time so depression untreated is not a problem depression unnoticed is a problem so untreated is not the issue the issue is that people are not able to be aware of the fact of what they are how the person is going through it we cannot see it technically like yeah. a lot of people cannot even say that we see depression with our bare eyes because this is something you cannot see yes yes that's true that's true that's why awareness uh, to uh, in you know mental health is very much required how do you think a person can increase their awareness no uh, just for them to know whether their loved one their family member or their better half is going through something besides these symptoms are there any other ways to identify that can by by understanding uh, the importance of mental health when the importance of mental health uh, will be raised and increased in the society slowly the taboo will be removed though it uh, it is removed but still you know uh, people will be more active in taking up professional help so mm-hmm. i always tell them you know wiser are the people who take professional helps mm-hmm. when you know when they when it is required so more you understand the value of mind and is uh, its health uh, more will be you know would be for you and the rest of your loved ones yes, yes. in fact the other th- there's a follow up question to that that i wanted to ask uh like you know mental health awareness has been very recent prior to hmm. this, like let's say when our parents or our grandparents or that sort of generation was growing up they would always say that we never had to face such issues that you guys are facing now so sometimes parents are not able to understand the value of it because they didn't face it they they were just thought that okay you know what this is plain life you know just go to school come back home live your life as per your parents say as per your grandparents say and it was just simple yes i understand now we have the aspect of social media and technology that was put into it but in fact through that means we're supposed to be able to teach everyone but not everyone is able to understand the concept of it especially i would say majority and mass of indians i mean i'm not discouraging or saying anything bad about indians because me you and we all are indians and obviously we should encourage our own people but then again yeah. there times our own people don't understand what we go through they think it's not some sort of disease or aisa to kuch bhi nahi hai you know tumhara bas man ka vehm hai ye baat to i think bahut baar suni hogi ye bas tumhara man ka vehm hai nothing you know just go through it you don't need to go to like a doctor or get professional help aisa kuch bhi nahi you know mm-hmm. so what do you have mm-hmm. to say to those kind of parents so understand it was there levisha uh, is like from past i have been into this profession from like the past 18 years so i have seen all the you know the graph the movements up and downs related to mental health and how it has been at that point of time and now uh, now the awareness has already you know is there parent are so conscious about uh, now now i'm talking about the situation now they are so conscious and they are so aware uh, about what the 
you know, uh, and they were about, aware about all the mental, emotional, physical health of the child and they are concerned about it, right? But initially, definitely, as I said, that there was a taboo. Um, there was a taboo and uh, uh, people used to, you know, restrict and should, were, were not encouraging. They used to say that psychologists have taboo at that point of time, but not now. I don't think it is. It holds. Uh, 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 now it doesn't hold that true. Up taboo it Now the situations are improving. People, uh, people are understanding. You know the. That's why the awareness has to be raised. You know by the means of the interviews. As you are taking taken the initiative, the youth is so aware. You know, the youth is so aware. They they you know the the kind of initiative you are taking, the kind of initiative others are taking now. This is you know going to bring a lot of revolution and changes, and uh, the kind of India we have envisioned, uh, it will definitely be achieved. And we are doing very well. India is doing really really well in terms of uh, you know uh, mental health now the awareness have really really raised that's true that's honestly so true and i'm sure down the line not only me and you but everyone all over india will be able to understand how important this is and if ever professional help is needed they can take professional help there is nothing wrong with it absolutely nothing wrong with it and I guess I'm taking this initiative to be able to tell everyone else that if your child does need it, please do take the proper uh, proper treatment as you know required. And you know, uh, one one more thing is that India, you know, have the basic roots of India have been you know uh, in Ayurveda and uh, you know natural sciences. You know, it's rich. The culture is so rich that if one uh, you know, because the culture has changed on the sun, Lavisha, because the past 20 years, the corporate culture was not Indian culture. Corporate culture has been imbibed here, right? And because of the corporate culture, the things have changed, systems have changed, and that obviously for mental health competition. At the same time, if uh, the mental health issues are here, so India is so rich in its natural, uh, you know, natural healing techniques, no? Uh, the only thing is awareness has to be raised. Other awareness, badega, so India itself would be a very uh, will be a country with an integrative approach and giving you the best solutions to mental health. Yes, I mean, if they have the resources, why not utilize it? India's got yes. every single resource, everything, everything better than any country, better than any Correct. any country. Correct. I think even if we compare India to let's yeah. say the United States or anywhere in Europe. They wouldn't yes. have as much as, you know, as much as we do have here, whether it's maybe yes. the, through the herbal or those home remedies as well, or any chanting, other word. I would say the chanting, the mantras, the, you know, the Ayurveda, the pranayama, yoga, they all have the roots here in India. So I know the country can, you know, can do wonders in, in terms of mental health once the awareness has raised. And I guess the, the foreigners actually want to copy the Indians for that matter because they have seen how effective it is on Indians. So why don't we use it in our country as well? So actually, something actually, to be very proud of that India has got this. All they need to yes. do is just be aware of all the resources. True, true. Actually. Okay. So coming to our last two questions, can you tell us one of the most difficult cases you've handled? 
and you were involved in but no names mentioned uh, that's a very beautiful question uh, lavisha but again i would i will uh, say that uh, you know i never perceived any uh, case as difficult you know i perceived every case as very unique very individualistic because you know every person has its own you know unique mental makeup as a, and that is what fascinates me has a very unique mental makeup and every case has its own you know um every every case is its as a experience a learning in itself and because every case is unique in its makeup uh, and um, i you know personally uh, what as as a psychologist 18 years of practice what i have understood you know you don't um prescribe a therapy to the problem and you cannot refer a problem to your previous uh, you know cases because every case is individual so you don't prescribe therapy to the problem you prescribe therapy to the individual to the unique mental makeup that person has so i don't perceive it as difficult but i've always perceived it very unique and very you know very different and very <laughs> individualistic so no case as difficult as such so going back to your prescription point i mean it's not basically like Uh, a physical disease that you have where you know you can be prescribed so and so medicine for a stomach ache or a headache or for any other uh you know uh, any other problem that you have within your body you're always you go to like a general doctor or a specialist that you know I have so and so problem can you prescribe me a medicine i mean that's that's how we kind of look at it here in mental health that basically therapy you know therapy is our way of healing but there's no there's no one way of it there's multiple ways no of one way true and you know where uh, you know i uh, i'm always say that if any problem if you are facing any problem be it insomnia be it headache anything if it is hindering your functionality you should never hesitate to take medicines medicines should be prescribed and medicines should be taken only when you take a medicine it medicines create a space it creates a space where healing can happen and healing happens through the therapies through the routine through the lifestyle changes and many and understanding the roots of the problem when you put when you understand the root behind your depression root behind your anxiety is when you actually making and transforming your life right so sometimes if uh, medicines is uh, medicines are also required if it is hindering your functionality right after you take the medicine you have to undergo a therapy you should undergo therapy by a psychologist that can really help you to you know overcome issues forever mm-hmm. that's actually true so going back to my first point if any of the parents see or are aware of the fact whether any of their loved ones are going through it please do not hesitate to go and get professional help uh, coming true. to our very last question can you suggest uh, some uh, some books on self healing acha some books on self healing uh, i would say as our self motivating books uh, you want to ask yeah so some which will, which really really resonates to me and i have uh, you know advised many of my client is the first book is you can win which is very basic book but it has profound effect profound effect that is you can win by ship kera there's one book which i will definitely recommend everyone mm-hmm. and uh, it is available in hindi and in english 
So one should take help from that. And the second uh, self-help book is uh, You Can Heal Your Life by Louis Hay. And that is also a very beautiful book. You can really help yourself with that. It's very wonderful. Books. Books I really audio books as well for the ones who are, mm -hmm. not, who are not readers and they're more of listeners. Audiobooks, I'm yet not aware though, because I myself is a reader. <laughs> so, so books, I definitely, they are the, available on, uh, uh, you know, uh, in Hindi and English version. But now as the pod podcast has been, you know, uh, in so much uh, popular, yeah. I'm very sure that they will be releasing the podcast as well on, on these books and the topics covered in that. Okay. Okay, so that would be it. And before I end this session, is there any last message that you would like to give our viewers who will watch this? Oh, that's the, you know, I always say that, uh, and I always have said that uh, keep your perspective broader than the pandemic. Pandemic is not bigger than your life. Your life is bigger than this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So keep your perspective bigger than this, mm -hmm. right? Be aware what you need to do mm -hmm. be prepared but do not need to there's no need to be afraid of that plan for future but don't get scared this shell to pass yes that was a very very beautiful message to end this session so thank you thank you thank you so much dr for doing this this honestly yeah. means so much to me and i hope that a lot of the viewers are able to take out a really good message especially the last uh, point that you had mentioned uh, so thank you so much for doing this session. And if ever anyone is in India or in Delhi, and if you guys do need help, please, please, please feel free to uh, message Dr. Pooja on her Instagram handle. Can you please mention your Instagram handle? It is, uh, I am, I have to, Vishwas Link Center is with the Psychology Healing World. And my personal account is with Psychology Healing Wellness. So you can definitely, um, get in touch with me there yes so thank you so much if ever you do need any help regarding mental health psychology or healing for that matter please do contact dr puja and i hope everyone enjoyed this session today so thank you thank you so much thank you lavisha for inviting me and i really again once again i really love the initiative and the purpose behind you taking uh, you know these uh, interviews on mental health i really wish you all the best and of this venture and uh, thank you thank you for inviting me and making me part of your journey thank you so much the pleasure is all mine to have you same here same here lavisha okay thank you uh, take care god bless Bye.